in today's episode, Bridging Gaps, Understanding Customer Needs, and What Happens When You're in Apple's Crosshairs. gas has always challenged technology. Now it's time for tech to challenge back. Come hear how the best minds in the industry are making those solutions a reality on the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast with your host, Mark LaCour. Hey folks, before we get to our guests, please, please, please leave me a review. The show is new. Your review helps other people find the show. If you think it's great, leave me a five star. If you don't think it's great, let me know why you don't think it's great. And we're actually sitting here in the cannon. It just finished raining, like raining cats and dogs. I'm sitting here with Michael Sullivan. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm good, Mark. How are you doing? Since last time we talked, <laughs> the truth is we recorded two episodes back to back. So Michael and I have been here for a little while. And I'm sitting here with Marty Martin with Air Liquide. How are you doing, Marty? Great, great, Mark. I appreciate you having me here. No, I appreciate you coming here. I love the this weather. stuff. I can talk. Oh, I could tell. I, I digital stuff all day long. And as a matter of fact, I get in trouble because <laughs> I talk too much about it. Well, you can't talk too much on this show. And I made y'all stop so we could actually record this. You know what? Let's just let's just jump right in the middle of what we were talking about. The ITOT convergence thing. What's cool about this is we actually have one of your clients on, Michael. So we actually got to talk about real world stuff. Yes. So Marty is from Air Liquide and they are a great customer. He's also a great advocate because I think You've done some, you know, you've seen tremendous value, but I think, and as I always say, I never intend for these to be, you know, a Nutanix commercial. We want to get interesting industry people on and we want to talk about interesting things. But in this particular case, you've got some great stories to tell that I think tie, you know, if I was going to generalize it a little bit more, I'd say the point is that, you know, oil companies want to do this, you know, not just want, but absolutely have to do these, these new things with data, with analytics, with automation. A lot of that has to happen out there, outside the data center, outside the office completely in remote places. That has implications on not only the software required to do those things, but the infrastructure needed to run that kind of computing in those places. And while there's a lot of focus and a lot of excitement on the analytics software or or whatever the cool things are, the data and the data science and all of that, if you're not taking the right approach to the infrastructure, you're going to have a, a spaghetti bowl. And that's going to be very hard to support and sustain going forward. But the good news is that technology on the infrastructure, in the infrastructure world, has also evolved and developed. And you can see that if you walk in inside the data center of any public cloud provider, they figured things out a long time ago that simplify the way this stuff works. So I think with Marty, you've had the ability to bring some of those same concepts. And coincidentally, it happened to be with Nutanix you know, products because ours are the best at doing it. But the point is, is that you're evolving the infrastructure along with the things that, that is running on top of the infrastructure. And that makes you much more successful in the long run. Yes. Yes, Michael, that's correct. Ehrlichied has been a believer in virtualization for quite some time. And we started way back in the day on some pretty big, what I call boat anchors. But they've always helped us because we don't always have the space and we needed computing platforms. And this really helped bridge that gap for us. Recently, we have made a strong push, what we call our SIO or Smart Innovative Operations, 
which requires us to have a more sustainable control system, something that can be sustained with less people. And virtualization is absolutely one route to go when you have limited downtime and you need to upgrade on the fly. We've done this to most of our plants now. We upgrade on the fly and they go very smoothly. And that's very difficult to do with traditional architecture. In addition, you don't worry so much about that architecture becoming outdated when you have virtualization and thin clients because it's easy to upgrade and keep it in the state you need it. And given the amount of redundancy and robustness that we build into each one of our systems, you're not really going to suffer if a hard drive goes out or even if a blade goes out because there's a lot of software tricks that virtualization brings to the table that keeps us running. Yeah, Marty, I just want to set the tone for this. The audience of this show hopefully knows who Air Liquide is. I mean, when I think of Air Liquide, I think of any industrial gas I need, y'all manufacture. We do all of it. Anything and everything industrial. We have the largest pipelines. We have oxygen, nitrogen, hydrogen. We do syngas as well. We're quite diversified. We do our medical. As a matter of fact, in this COVID-19, our great teams picked it up and really helped get oxygen where it was needed, including our air gas team who was able to manufacture masks quite quickly. That's so awesome. It's just awesome. When I'm, I'm reading this thing and I'm like, my God, I'm glad I'm with this company because you can see what they're doing to make a difference. And, and it was all hands on deck. Let's get going. And I like that. I, I appreciate working for a company that cares about other people. I love that too. That's yeah. one of the things I love about our industry. And so when you, when you think of gases, you, you manufacture them. And we, so you we, plants. we take the stuff you breathe and turn it into the elemental nitrogen, oxygen. There's argon, the stuff you put inside gases or weld with, or I should say put inside windows. You weld with it. We're essential to most industry because every industry needs some oxygen, nitrogen, and in some cases, argon. Yeah. And so it's almost like refineries or petrochemical plants. You literally have large operations all over the world that that manufacture these different gases. So process controls is something that's super important to what Airly Key does. So I just want to kind of set the tone of what we're talking about is is around process controls and heavy manufacturing industry. Yes, we are we are in the continuous process control arena and it's very important because it it our customers, we, we love our oil and gas customers, expect us to run efficiently and be like that water spigot. When they turn that knob, it better be there, period. And so you were talking about Air Liquide's sustainable future and virtualization. So, and Nutanix actually helps you implement a lot of that stuff Correct. in a way that's quick and easy. Correct. And supportable. The key is supportable. I can get virtualization from my independent vendors. The problem is they're different solutions and they're not always easily supportable. And some of the solutions, if I'm quite honest, are boat anchors (laughs) and older technology. And because they can't keep up with current technology as fast because of their rigorous testing, they always lag by quite some time. And that doesn't help an organization that's lean and needs to manage a fleet of computing power 
from central spots. Yeah. So, so Michael, when, when you think about working with Air Liquide, what's one of the things that makes them a joy to work with? Besides knowing <laughs> that. Besides Marty. It's really Marty. I mean, so I think one of the things that stands out is so many times, so we love to come on this show and we love to talk about the great new ways of doing things and how much they're going to make everything better for everybody. But the fact is that not everybody, particularly in the oil and gas industry, I don't know, you probably see this in the other industries that you work with as well, but not everybody's always excited about doing things in new ways. You know, not everybody thinks that it's, it costs money. It's good, right. It changes it, it the changes paradigm. Job, it, it, right. it takes workers that are skilled at a particular in a particular area out of their comfort zone. Right. So I think from my point of view, the willingness that Air Lakita has had to say, well, we're not going to just do it. We're not going to just use the boat anchors because nobody ever got fired for buying boat anchors, right? Or we're not going to just do things the way they've always been done, but we're going to look at this differently and we're going to explore, you know, we're going to explore something new. And that that's where, you know, whether it's, whether it's Nutanix or anybody else, when you have a, a customer or a partner who is willing to say, okay, we're not going to be afraid to look at something new and do things in new ways. And this, this goes back to, you know, we've talked about this in other episodes. This is really what the industry needs right now is a willingness to depart from the comfort zone. Isn't it a breath of fresh air? From, from a salesperson's point of view, isn't just yeah. so refreshing to have somebody come up to you and go, well, what else do you have? What else do you have that's new? What's coming down the pipe? Right? Yeah, I love right. it. Well, yeah. I also will add, too, that I think the customer, I being one of them, you really have to understand your needs. And you have to understand, are they really being met in the changing environment that you're in with your current vendor setup? And if it's not, you have to be honest with yourself and get outside of that comfort zone. Like you said, nobody got fired for specking the boat anchor because the boat anchor came from a recognized vendor. We can't think like that because then we're the ones that the younger generation talk about saying they just didn't get it. They left us with garbage. And I need to make a sustainable where they can be additive and not subtract and rebuild. Right. And that's why looking at technology such as Nutanix, because of the, the way they design their systems, makes it easy to grow and makes it easier to support. Right. Yeah, we started this conversation on OTIT conversions. Yeah. And so, Marty, you're right smack in the middle of that. Right in the middle. And I love it. I'm learning to work really well with our business IT guys. And I think that in industry, it's always been it's been a big struggle, honestly, because we have differing versions on what real time means. But it really means we we have to we got to extend the hand and help bring them across and explain to them that this computing platform is getting stronger in the process control arena, and we can no longer do it on our own because it takes skills that the business side people have from their job and we've got to merge that and the only way to do that is to work with them instead of bitch at them honestly and that's the way we're trying to approach that and i see a big change in the company in that mentality and that's huge well culture is always the hardest thing to oh, change it's always. i could bring a tool or a process in any company but unless the people adopt it and believe in it it's gonna fail well and support it too support anybody it. can come up with an idea anybody can run with something and put it out there it's what you do next 
that matters and the support. I just had that conversation about another program we're running that I can sell it and I can get it out there and it makes sense. But if we don't build something behind that, it fails. And that's where I believe that, you know, looking at this virtualization infrastructure properly, you can put something sustainable. In the OT world. In the really, OT world. Because it's you, been in the IT world for Yeah, a long time. I mean, I, to me, a data center is just a bunch of lights. Okay, that's not <laughs> what I, you know, that's not my world. My world's that little room that I'm figuring out, is that, contr- you know, did we do the heat calculation properly? And is that going, you know, is that com- computer that we just put in there going to overheat that room? That's my world. But that runs what makes the money for the company. And that is what supplies the money to build data centers and things that we need. So my world is not as pretty as a data center, but it's every bit as important. I would actually argue that it's probably more important. Nothing against my, my guys in the corporate office running data centers, but you know the part of the technology stack that actually makes product, that makes money for the company, is, is damn well important. Right. So when I think of OT and IT conversions, and, and this has changed a lot over the last, say, five years, but it used to be in oil and gas, those were two separate worlds. And I've always thought, why didn't they somebody just bring them all together? And it sounds like, Marty, that what you've done is actually get the right people at the table to start having those discussions so you are bringing everybody together. Have to, yeah. yes. If you want to make this work, especially when you talk virtualization, when you talk virtualization to most control people, it's a foreign concept, okay? It is not what they're normally used to. They're used to physical boxes or touching ah, and seeing. Ah, that's true. I never thought about that. They're used to the controller in the, right. the control room and right. the cabling and the sensors. Exactly. I'm, you know, when I start, start talking virtualization, I'm starting to sound like a business guy, okay? But that's not really where I'm going. I'm just trying to leverage what is really good on the business side to help improve our operations side to give us that edge of robustness of process, keeping our customers happy, being the water spigot that always has water when you turn the knob. That's what our customers expect. They don't want to understand that we're down, okay? Because when we're down, we're affected. When we sneeze, they catch cold. Right. And we can't have that. And so that's important for us to build in an infrastructure that we can rely on and that we don't need an army of people to support. Was it also nice not to have to forklift legacy systems and controllers and all that sort of stuff? Well, I'm going to say, and I'm not going to mention the vendor, but they have a 300-pound virtualization system that I need a forklift to pick up. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's... It's remarkable what you've done because everywhere else we go, we hear ITOT, two different worlds. They each look at each other and like OT looks at IT and sees the, the, the gaps and, and vice versa. And really, they each have, if you look at the strengths of each one and not the weaknesses of each one, they, they come together into a nice, a nice whole complete picture, which is really what you want. And yet, I know, at least you know, for us, like in the Nutanix world, we go out and we try to talk to customers or p- potential customers or whoever will listen, really. 
And that wall between OT and IT seems almost like you just like it's you can't cross it. So you have a very relaxed way of saying, "Oh yeah, we did that." But what you did is actually pretty remarkable. It, it, it is, like, it how is do, remarkable. Like how is, it, is it just about friends. having the right people, or, exactly. or like how do you how do you cross that chasm? It is remarkable. I will tell you that because I've been doing this stuff since '85, and I've seen a lot come through and. It's a, quite an exciting time to work with some of the equipment that we can work with now. When you think about reliability and upgrades, uh, you know, you send the you send shockwaves through controls, guys. When you say we got to build, we got to upgrade this while the plant's running, and that is a it, it, in the old days that was you you went to church an awful lot and prayed that things would get you through. And with virtualization technology, it makes it so much simpler. So fewer things to go wrong. And if something does go wrong, you can quickly revert. That's huge. And when you're talking about many plants to have to support, you don't have time to deal with those bad actors. Everybody has to perform properly. And you have to adopt this type of technology if you want to get somewhere. And that means maybe lowering your, you know, opening yourself up to listen to some good technology on the other side and see how it would fit your controls world, even though that's not the traditional language you spoke in the past. So, Maury, I got to ask you, so did you actually get down to the people level while you were making this integration I mean, did you literally take some of the IT guys and bring them out in the field and like say, this is the end, this is where the data starts. You're, you're the end product, but I want you to see what world you're supporting. I've started to do a bit of that. As a matter of fact, I'm doing that to my friends at Nutanix. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. This is what you're actually doing. And I've made them, I've made it inclusive because I want them to know what we do because when they know what we do, their solutions are outstanding. I can tell you I've worked with a lot of companies and Nutanix support that we've gotten to date, very few people can match that. And the willingness of the people to say, okay, yeah, I will go into your plan. I will talk to your other vendors. I will work with them to understand my world I started to see it in some standard designs. I think we have a POC going on right now. We've got a POC, with, with uh, one, one of, of those, my favorite vendors uh, big, in uh, the controls egg. world. Yeah, yeah. And I am definitely looked at as a, what do you call it, a disruptor? Troublemaker? Yeah. <laughs> Troublemaker, <laughs> whatever you want to call that. But it's necessary. It's needed. And they need, and the f- best part is, is even though I look like this troublemaker, I'm getting some yeah, <laughs> thumbs up from the other side because they know it will improve their ability to support their customers as well. Such a great point. And any vendors out there and any companies out there listening to the show, one of the most pivotal moments in my entire career, because I got involved in telecom in the 80s. I worked for Bell South. I had the oh, whole wow. book of business. Right? I know Airlink very well. Yeah, yeah when yeah. I was 11. But maybe I should, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but one of the big super majors that has a refinery in Pascagoula, Mississippi, the refinery manager took a liking to me. And so he put me in his truck and he drove me through the refinery. And he spent two hours saying, this is a coker. This is a steamer. 
this is emergency lift station, right? And once he showed me what they did at the refinery and he comes back and goes, Mark, I can't run this entire refinery if I don't have connectivity and you're the connectivity. All of a sudden I understood what I was selling, what I was selling to him, right? And so as a vendor, I went from just trying to make a sale to understanding the problems that I helped them fix. So to your point, if you bring your vendors out in the field and show them what you do, it makes it easier for your vendors to help you. So I think more companies should do that. I think that almost should be a program that people implement and, and at least at a high level, show your vendors what you actually do. Actually, I've seen a lot of that going on lately, the transparency, because I have reached out even to our customers and had technical exchanges because we're doing some cool things. They're doing some cool things. Hey, we supply you gas and you're a good customer. Let's, can we help you? Can you help us? Because if you help us, we'll help, we'll supply better to you. And so I've seen some of that. I've, I've initiated some of that because I think it's important. Any good technical person, if you show them why and how you're doing something, then they can put that in a better offering or a better solution. And then how cool would it be if, if your customers could let you know ahead of time about future demand, like less demand or, or more demand, then that benefits everybody. Well, that's what we're trying to get to because we're trying to, as part of, my role is to be able to modulate our fleet of plants to our demand. We have a pipeline and ensuring that it's kept packed, but that may not mean every plant's running full, or we may be able to work on one plant and raise the rates on another plant. So my job is to ensure that we follow load, and the more customers share with us the better our ability to serve. How cool would it be if you knew there was gonna be a low demand period at one of your plants and you could time your turnarounds to that low demand period? I mean, that that's would be- well, That's exactly what we have to do because again, being what I would consider like a utility and having to always be on, we have to know that. That is, we base our outages on our major customer outages for that very reason we have to be flexible. So when they go down, we go down, we repair, we improve. We've just done that with a couple new plants. We completely gutted their automation system and, and got it up to modernization and we timed it with them. And the key was get back up before they're ready. And, and so again, virtualization to the rescue because we can build workstations like that. We can do things faster. Yeah, and the virtualization. So I call what Nutanix does the easy layer, right? Because well, just, they make it easy. They make it easy. They're that. I would say, and 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 don't kill me for this one. They're compared to. I would look at your competitors as Android, and you guys are the Apple. It well, just well, works. <laughs> you know, and it's sophisticated. And if you want to get under the hood, you're going to need a lot more knowledge than I have, but you can do it. But the cool thing is you guys have already thought about a lot of the things that people need to support your systems and brought it out as standard. And that's huge. Instead of having to build what your dashboards look like and do that, it's, it, it becomes almost automatic. And we did send some people to, or we recruited people from Apple for their design skills, for their for their human interface design skills. So are you saying that, that my uh, my nine-year-old can yeah. operate a Nutanix now because it's as easy as an Apple device? Sure. I mean, 
I don't know what's going to happen, but <laughs> but you can you can do stuff for sure. Yeah. So Apple now has you in their crosshairs as a poacher. Yeah. <laughs> that well, shouldn't be in Apple's crosshairs. You know, I, yeah. So <laughs> I'm joking. So I've been in Houston a long time, and I've worked. You know, before Nutanix, Mark. You know, I was I was in consulting and software companies here, and I, I'm a, I'm a lifetime Houston career person. I've lost plenty of people to the likes of those big tech companies. So I think a little payback once in a while. Is but, you know, I've seen the reverse. So we interviewed a company that was started by four ex-Applers, and they got frustrated at something at work. And they go, screw it. We'll do it ourselves. And they started a company. Yeah. But they brought all that design and user interface mentality with them. So everything they're doing now is right. just intuitive. Right. And that, you know, I think that ties to... We keep coming back to this subject of, I guess the, the the broader subject is that the oil and gas industry is at this point where it's kind of going from what it most recently was to what it's about to become and the way things work. That you know everybody's talked about the shift change as if it's this this looming you know catastrophe, but really it's opportune that there's the generational change in the industry, there's the technology evolution, and there's the need for the industry to change in order to survive. All those things come together. And this way of designing things is such that it, like, it's easy for people. You know, that that wasn't always, like, built into the thinking, right? No. They didn't used to think that way. What, right? It's definitely what? more intuitive. Easy is such a relative term because one of the things that, although you know, this virtualization is easy. It's not easy to control people that haven't opened up to virtualization. But once you do, you guys make it easier to get and take that leap. And that to me is important because when it's really complicated and very difficult, it scares people. And they go back to what they know. Yep. It's human nature. So to complete your analogy, it's the reason why my mom, who's 80-something, can't actually use her iPhone, right? Is because because somebody, she couldn't have used my BlackBerry back when I had a BlackBerry, right? Like she wouldn't have been able to. But she can use my iPhone because it was designed, or she uses her iPhone, more or less, so that it was designed, because it was designed in a way that, you know, with a thought of like, I want to make this easy for people to use. And that wasn't always like the, that wasn't always part of the thinking the way systems were designed. So your, so your controls people who've been around for some period of time, you know, they're used to working, the older way of working, most of that stuff was designed with when people were really focused on the computing task at hand, right? That was the, like, how do I make this you, easy You stared for at it long enough. You worked at it long enough. You just knew it. Yeah. The problem is, is you couldn't put yourself on the other side of the table if you're coming into it. It's like when you know how to ride a bike and going back and teaching someone how to ride a bike. It's just, why can't you get this? Why right. can't you? And it's because you've invested a lot of time in knowing how to do something. You don't see how difficult it could be for the person coming in. And, and I applaud companies that make the initial jump not as difficult because then you'll pull them in a little harder and, and get them to, to adopt to that technology. Yeah, I, th I thought it was really cool when uh, Marty said something a while ago that struck me. He goes, we ripped out all the process controls and brought up to modern standards. Do you know how many business leaders in the oil and gas industry would love to do that to our refineries and petrochemical plants? But do you know how many refinery managers that scares the bejeebies out of, right? Because all they're thinking about is the difficulty, the downtime, the troubleshooting, the loss of product. But 
if they would open their mind up and see the benefits of bringing everything up, then they can produce more product quicker, cheaper, safer for, for everybody. And I just love the fact that you just rattled it off like it was no big deal. Well, That's a big deal in our industry. It was a big deal, and it, and it costs more than I originally anticipated. But we also did a lot of reverse engineering, and it makes you become familiar again with how complicated your system really was. Yeah. And you realize, wow, this thing was talking to everything. This thing had all these devices. And when you're able to take all of these little islands and make them, you know, a big connected world, it makes the support easier, the information flow better, faster, and you don't have to have specialists that know that particular communication protocol or that particular device. You kind of get rid of of that. Yeah, you get rid of it, what that experience layer. Not that that experience layer is not important, but you know it was not that long ago where somebody had to work in a plant ten years before we got the hang of everything. Yes. Now, with if you have modern systems in, a new hire can get the hang of things much more quicker, much faster, and then it's safer for everybody. It is safer, and that and the thing is, is if you look at today's working new workforce, they're not going to be the career guy necessarily like I am. I've often felt if they took me out of process control, I'd quit. <laughs> I go do something as long as I could do it somewhere else. But that's not the mentality today. We've got a lot of good, hardworking people, but they usually want to try something new after X number of years. Right. And you have to have that ability so someone can walk in and retrain quickly so you don't have these massive drop-off in experienced users, supporters of the system. And that's a struggle we have as well. And that's why we're trying to get a standard across the board so that if you invest a little bit of time, you don't have to relearn. Because in the 80s, 90s, we were islands of automation. That was because everybody made cool things, but they just weren't part of the major thing. And so we just tried to kind of connect them any way we could. Now the newer systems have all the cool things you can have. And it integrates better. So Yeah, so I think there's another benefit there. So it, it makes your team more adaptable, flexible, which is which is key right now. Also, in terms of your controls world, having everything all connected and integrated like you were talking about and running on the same types of technology that your IT which it's, it's kind of funny that you refer to those guys as business people because they don't refer to, they refer to a different group of people as business people. So, but now that you, you're on that, that connected integrated platform, when those business people, whether they be the IT business people or the digital business people behind them or whoever it is, when they come into the room waving their digital roadmap that says we need to have this other chunk of data because we need to feed it into our analytics to do whatever this thing is that they're doing that really doesn't impact your controls. Like it doesn't really have anything to do with right at that moment with your controls world, but they need it because they're trying to transform. But in some ways it does. And I'll tell you why. One of the areas that I've been working with our IT group on is the pipes, the digital pipes. Every time you bring on something new, especially if it's an external coming in, you have to have the super highway to get there and get back. Exactly. And if the, you look at the traditional IT as a service-based, they're there to help, but they're not there to necessarily plan and roadmap. And if they don't understand where this all is going, they put in one lane at a time. 
when you need them to put in the Katy Freeway right. today because you're going to fill up those other lanes in the next eight months, but no one's told you that that's going to happen, but you know it's coming. And so that's why we have to integrate IT earlier so that we don't get the, oh, it'll be six months before we get a fiber pull over there, and you can't do anything at that point. So, again, it's, it's extending upon, out to, to the people that manage that and make it a more connected company as well. Right. And then whatever new objectives come along as the business is learning and growing and saying, okay, now we need to do, you know, we were talking on, on another episode about how much data is being produced out there. Well, the business is going to continue to think of new ways to use that data to improve operations and save money and all that, right? Well, as they think of new things they want to do, they're coming into your world and needing that data. And in the past, that was, I think, kind of a headache, right? But now that you're all connected and running on the same kind of stuff, then it makes your business much more agile and you can refine and reinvent your business model much more quickly because everybody on both sides of that chasm, you know, can respond quickly. And that's where, again, I would say, you know, if I had to throw in Nutanix, having a scalable system, okay, you can, you can put in what you need, but you know you can bring it up as new requirements come without having to redefine or start over or throw away because that just doesn't work anymore. And having that expandability, and that's what I love about the clustering approach that we're using with Nutanix is we need to add something else. If we're out of space, we either add a little bit more memory, or if we're really full on that, we can add another one fairly simply without having to get rid of our initial investment and we can grow it. So Marty, I got to ask you, so you, you spoke, you, we opened the show up and you're talking about how Air Liquide quickly switched its manufacturing proudness to make it mask. Did this new virtualization world that Nutanix has helped y'all enter, did this help y'all switch to manufacturing those masks quicker? And, and Well, that was, so that's our air gas division that I don't work with that particular okay. division, but I know the people that work there and Yes, the computing platform plays a, a major role in that. I don't spec their equipment, so I don't know how much Nutanix or virtualization they're using. Probably a lot. Hopefully <laughs> they are. But one of the things that I will say, since we're leading the way and showing what's possible, we're opening the doors for other divisions and other business units within our own company to take advantage of our engineering, our thought, and get up to speed quite quickly. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do is reuse engineering. And that's why it really pays to pick the right system and to spec it properly and include the growth potential and whatnot. So it will fit a broader range of people that can take advantage of the engineering you've already done because a lot of times just getting started you may not have the bandwidth or the people to do the engineering and it usually doesn't come free yeah yeah well, great truth unfortunately we're out of time it's time to end the show this is the point where we do product reviews i actually had manfrotto send me this rapid connect adapter with sliding mount plates basically it's a way to rapidly place your camera either still or video camera on and off a tripod this thing is 49 dollars it's most 
awesome thing I've ever had. I don't know how I didn't run across it before. It keeps us from dropping cameras. And when you have cameras that cost 20 grand, you don't want to drop them. So like I said, 50 bucks, check it out. The link's in the show notes. It's awesome. Highly recommend it. And then you heard me talk about the street team. If you want to join our all-volunteer group, go to Facebook and just look for OGG and street team. And then speaking of Nutanix doing great stuff, Marty, you can legally enter this because you're not a Nutanix employee, you're a Nutanix customer. They're giving away these really cool JBL4 flip Bluetooth speakers. So if you want to win one, we give away one a week, go to the show notes, click on the link, put your information. If you don't win one this week, you can enter again next week. If you want to try to remember the link, it's Nutanix.com forward slash OG tech podcast. And then while you're out in the web, go ahead and give us your email address on our website, allgastechpodcast.com. Gentlemen, this has been awesome. Marty, if people wanted to learn more about Air Liquide, I'm going to put the link of, to Air Liquide in there. But if they want to learn more about you, LinkedIn would be a good place? LinkedIn, I have fairly current information there in LinkedIn. I'm always willing to help people get started. As a matter of fact, two years ago when I was in one of our major vendor what, users conferences, I, was sat, I sat at their control system console and helped explain why virtualization made sense to one of their customers. And I helped sell the concept just because I love it that much. And it wasn't because I was trying to do anything other than just be a goofy engineer that wants to help others that want to learn. So if you want to know more about what we're doing, please reach out. I love to share because we're all, to me, this industry needs to grow. I love it. Yeah, we'll definitely put your LinkedIn profile there. So if you want to uh, pick the brain of somebody that does this for a living, real world, rubber hit the road, reach out to Marty. And Michael, we all know where to find Nutanix, but I'll also put the link to your LinkedIn profile in case people want to link out to you Perfect. directly. All right, folks, gentlemen, this has been awesome. Actually, Marty, I'd love to get you back on in the future. You can tell you have a passion for what you do. I love it. I love it. And I've been... Because I can get a little bit crazy and over the top, that's the word my company says. You have a lot of passion, so it can mean a lot of things. And I just love this stuff. It's what gets me out of bed. I like the new technology. I've been waiting my whole career to see cool things like this, and I'm not going to let it go by. <laughs> you sound just like me. I love it. All right, let's get out of here. So, folks, we are making sure that you don't get left behind one episode at a time. And here are the events on deck. Hey everybody, Alex here with the events on deck. So due to current circumstances, of course, we are not able to have any in-person events. So I have nothing of that nature to update you guys on, but we have been hosting some virtual events. So OGGN is wanting to offer free webinars, live happy hours, etc. during this time. Since these events are not scheduled out as far in advance as in-person events, we would like to keep you guys updated via Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So be sure to keep checking up on that and we'll keep you guys posted on anything we're offering. It has been free. We want to offer you guys value during this time that we're all at home. So please continue checking in and joining us for these virtual events. We are looking forward to seeing you guys whenever we're able to have in-person events and hope you're staying safe and sound. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.